Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Entree Pastors podcast. This is going to be part three of a little mini-series we are doing with a conversation around the topic of new wineskins. I have been making the case that it is time for some new wineskins in the church world and really calling out thinking, acting, behaving like an old wineskin. And again, if you're just picking up this episode for the first time here and you have no idea what wineskins even mean or what that's all about, go back two episodes and and these kind of build on each other. So uh, the big idea is we do not want to become rigid in our thinking. Jesus called out the Pharisees. He compared them to old wineskins which had become brittle. They could not contain new wine because in that uh, fermentation process, it would break the old wineskins as that expanded and fermented, you know. So uh, there's a direct application to our lives today. We serve the God of the new thing. We read that passage in scripture in Isaiah a while back, on, on two episodes back, that forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. So we serve a God who does not always do the same thing the same way all the time. Now, his truths are unchanging. His truth is eternal. His love for us is eternal. It's timeless. So we're not talking about changing our core message or beliefs or values in our faith. Not at all. But what we're talking about is not being an old, crusty wineskin that is so stuck in the way things have always been. And where this pertains to our audience of entree pastors is huge because it's so many of those old wineskins, if you will, that hold people back in their thinking, that hold people back from moving forward and uh, trying new things and moving into a new season of life and ministry and, and being okay with that. So I'll say it a little differently. I think there are many pastors who are thirsty for something new. The good news is the God they serve is also offering a new thing, but it's the old wineskins who stand in the way and put pressure and roadblocks and obstacles and uh, just stand as an overall uh, hindrance to us moving forward. And I'm trying to identify that, expose that, point it out, kind of show the difference between an old wineskin and a new wineskin. And I'm challenging you to not be an old wineskin. And in this little series, I've been calling out four truths or statements, observations about old wineskins. Quick review on day one of this, we said old wineskins fail to recognize a new move of God. Yesterday, we said old wineskins reject disruptive ideas and methodologies. They're not energized by things that come in up in the status quo. Well, that's exactly what Jesus did. And uh, new wineskins are energized by that. They're totally okay with throwing out the way we used to do it in replacing it with the new way. We're doing it a new way now. We're thinking differently about that now. So here's what I want to say today. Here's the statement for day number three in this series. Old wineskins lead toward small, rigid thinking. Let's go back to the Pharisees and just point this out. See, they had a very small, narrow, rigid view of what their faith was, who it was for. It was only for a select group of people with very strict practices. And here comes this character on the scene named Jesus Christ. And he had an entirely different vision for the kingdom 
that he was ushering in, and it did not honor hardly any of the things that they valued in their small, rigid thinking. See, his kingdom, Jesus knew that his kingdom would go far beyond just any one group of people or culture or era in human history, that his kingdom was eternal and it was for everyone. And it, and he did, he was not concerned with falling in line with all of these man-made rules that had been heaped upon the shoulders of the Jewish people at the hands of the religious establishment. He just could not have cared less about that. He was always drawing that crowd into a fight. I mean, he was always picking on them and coming at the things that they held so near and dear with their small thinking, their rigid thinking, and thus he called them an old wineskin. They could not handle the new. They could not handle the larger thinking that Jesus was bringing. Now, to be fair, um, Jesus is Jesus. Like he had that eternal perspective, and and I might have missed it too, man. I hope not. I've I've wondered that before reading the Gospels. Like, would I have been on Team Pharisee? Would I have recognized? Jesus, at least on some level, for who he is. I'd like to believe that I would have been in that second crowd of recognizing him and worshiping him as Lord and Savior and Messiah. Um, but man, they missed it. The the very ones charged with uh, you know holding the faith and leading others in the faith, they missed it when it was right under their nose. Well, that's what old wineskins do. They miss the new move of God. They reject disruptive thinking and ideas, and they lean toward small rigid. This is the way it's always been done. Tell me, pastor, did I not just describe many, many churches in the world today, in the Western part of the world specifically, churches by and large love the way it's always been done. We have a rut. We kind of have a system. And and so I know we recognize that Entree Pastors, the message that we're bringing breaks a lot of those rules. Show me where we're breaking God's rules. You know, I'm not worried about it. I, I've read scripture cover to cover multiple times. I, I'm very confident we're not challenging pastors to break any God-given rules or values or commandments and things that we should be, you know, adhering to. But I fully recognize we're breaking a lot of rules in the system, the church saying it doesn't have to look that way. We talked about that on yesterday's episode. If you missed that, go back and listen to that. I gave some examples of like, what are some disruptive ideas that maybe we should be leaning into in this season of doing church and ministry? What could that look like? But I want to challenge you. Don't be an old wineskin. Don't be that person, that leader, that pastor that has such a small and limited view of what's possible and what's okay. Those are two different things. A lot of times, you know, old wineskins will say, you can't do that. That's not okay. They have a rule. You're breaking a rule or that's not possible. That can't be done. You know, so it's either it can't be done from a a rule standpoint. It's breaking someone's rules or it can't be done because it's not possible. Well, new wineskins have an openness to new ways of thinking and, and they generally lean toward bigger vision bigger dreams. It is po- what if it were possible? And who said it's not okay? If it's just Gladys saying it's not okay, God bless Gladys. We'll be with her for all eternity in heaven maybe. But um she's not going to control what I'm doing for my family and for my future and for the calling God's place upon my life. If Gladys is the one trying to hold me back from this, if my seminary professors are the ones disapproving, if my local ministerial association is, you know, looking down and thumbing their nose at it, who cares that they don't hold authority over 
what I get to do. So if they're the ones saying it can't be done, I'll listen if God is telling me no. I'll listen if I've got wise counselors who say, boy, I would not do that. That sounds really dangerous or whatever. That's a different story. But new wineskins have an openness to new ways of thinking. They lean toward bigger dreams, bigger vision. And I've got to believe that many, many people in this audience, if you're listening to this, it's because you're you're one of those people. You're our people. You're a new wineskin. And I'm challenging you once again today Do not be an old, crusty wineskin. The church does not need more of that. We need less of that. We need more new wineskins. And when you're that, you can embrace the entree pastor message. You can push through the limiting beliefs, the discomfort, the fear and anxiety about who you're disappointing, who you're letting down by being a pastor and also launching a business and being out very actively involved in marketplace activities Uh, We don't have to concern ourselves with what all the naysayers have to say about it. So hopefully that's an encouragement to you. And uh, before we close out today, can I ask a small favor of you? I'm trying to do better about asking for this on a regular basis, at least maybe once a week. If you find value in these podcast episodes, is it asking too much? It's not. So no, it's not asking too much. Would you please be willing to do a small favor for me and Les? And uh, the Entree Pastors platform, would you please leave a rating and review of this podcast on whatever platform you are consuming this podcast, preferably iTunes, because that's where 60% of our uh, podcast listeners are coming from. But wherever you're consuming the podcast, there's a feature there where you can just leave a rating and review of the show, and we would be very grateful if you would do that. It helps bump it up in the algorithm and helps more people see it. And that's really our goal this year is to expand this audience and get this message out to more people because the pressure from the old wineskins is real. We're trying to overcome that. We're trying to create a whole new generation of new wineskins, and you can help in that battle by leaving a nice rating and review of this podcast. We would be super grateful for it. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in today. We will see you on tomorrow's episode and the final Uh, episode in this new wineskins series. Talk to you then.